You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe Clark. So nice to be chatting with you again on Homegrown Faith. Yes, nice to be talking to you, Richard Sweatman. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. It's been a little while, just uh, with some crazy stuff going on for us, <laughs> uh, conferences and 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 various things. So, yeah. um, but uh, going well, going well. I thought I'd give you and the readers, uh, sorry, then the listeners, an update on um, the soccer grand final, which was <gasps> uh, well, it was a couple of weeks ago now. But uh, yes, I've had a few people asking me what happened. Tell us how the uh, season ended. So, uh, yeah, we did make it to the grand final. There uh, was at Kurenbong. Um, 40 minutes down the road for us and the uh, team got there early there were loads of people everyone nice. everyone's grandparents and school friends had come <laughs> so it would have been like 200 people there watching the game Whoa. And, <laughs> yeah um so it was you know it was a bit of an event and um the uh, we had all the players there they got on the field it was great nil all at half time <gasps> then they scored a goal against us. We had one hit the crossbar, the po- or it was the post actually. Uh, but then we managed to score a goal. It was one all. <gasps> and then they scored. It was 2-1. Ten minutes left. We had lots of attempts on goal. But then the final whistle blew and we lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... Uh, Yes, it was a good game. It was played in a good spirit. The opponents were friendly. The ref was fine. There was no big controversies, which is great. Um, but, uh, yep, we were not to win. And yeah. the the the, um, the team, the interesting, the fun, I get, the good thing was, uh, uh, you know, the team was upset. There was some, a few tears. A few people, you know, crushed. That's normal after a grand final. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I gathered them over together and the manager and I said, you know, we've done really well. It was a great season. You played well. Be proud of yourselves. Um, good job for this and that, all that sort of thing. And then um, and the, by that time, the other we'd you know, done all the handshakes and the other team had headed back to the grandstand, the other side of the field. And then um, when I, we finished with that conversation, we the, 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 the lorikeets got up and we walked back over to the change rooms. And it was really nice. The whole crowd, all 200, you know, Home supporter, yeah, our supporters, their supporters gave us a big cheer and well played oh, and clapped oh, and everything oh. like that. So that that felt quite special. You know, we were a sad bunch, sort of walking slowly back there. But, yeah, um, yeah. That was a really nice gesture from everyone. Really, and then um, yeah, then there were some speeches and medals and little ceremony and and uh, it's all done. So that's that's the story of how the season ended. Twenty twenty three. What an amazing season you guys had. You know, with the penalty shootout and then hitting the, the crossbar or the post to yeah. you know to, to to level the score or whatever it might have been. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, I still think about what could have been, but you know, <laughs> gotta let it go. <laughs> gotta let it go. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. the big question on everyone's mind now is twenty twenty four, are the lorikeets coming back? Yep. Yep. No, the lorikeets <laughs> will be back. Another season. They'll fly um, again. <laughs> they will fly again. So, uh, yep, we're, we're up for more. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to hearing. I'm genuinely now engaged <laughs> at a – I know a little bit more about soccer because I bandwagon the Matildas, but now yeah, I'm like yeah. I've heard this story about the lorikeets for years now. I'm I'm on the team. <laughs> uh, wow, fantastic. We'll get, get you along to a game sometime. <laughs> 
I actually would come. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you and Teddy, you do a lap around the yeah, ground. Yeah, I could bring the dog. Yeah, he's a, he's you know likes any human, so yeah. we'd have a great time. <laughs> he would. How about you, Joe? What's been going uh, on in your world? Well, um, you would know, and other people from around Hunter Bible Church would know. We had meals for eight this weekend. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, it's a meal where you can you just throw in your details, say you're available for a meal or you'd like to host a meal or either way, and you get allocated some people and about eight people have a meal together. It's meant to be this lovely hospitality moment of just socialising with other people around church, having quality Christian conversation and a bit of fun. So I decided to host and I was a bit nervous um, and because the back deck wasn't is in construction zone, so no one could mm. go out the back. Yeah. And so it had to be it had to be a sunny day, a really, really good sunny day, so that I could use the pool. Because here were the three complicating factors. First, it was a meal for fifteen, not a meal yeah. for eight. <laughs> right. That's big. Yeah. Which meant we ate on the garage floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which actually I cleaned the day before and it was quite, it was quite nice. Um, it was actually really lovely because it was a cool spot and everyone was happy to spread out and the kids didn't mind getting food or anything. Like it was, it was easy and chatty and it didn't, yeah, it didn't matter. Um, but the final complexity was the pool was dead set, absolutely freezing, but (laughs) the kids got in, a few adults got in, some wanted to, others jumped in to rescue their children and whatnot, but it was, it was actually, Great. And the food, the, the rissoles fell apart, so you basically had yeah. cooked mince rather. <laughs> but I had some trusty sausages and white bread, which always goes down a treat with children. So it was yeah. it was this kind of study of things not going exactly how I envisioned. You know, yeah. you'd sit at a table on the back deck with a lovely warm pool and the rissoles would stay together and they'd just be neatly placed on people's buns. But it was still wonderful and I was so thankful for it. So, yeah, yeah I, I kind of was like, I get a bit excited by these things. I'm like, meals for eight every weekend. And I think, no, 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 maybe not. I need to prioritize church on a Sunday. Yeah. I, I <laughs> well, love no. your um, your flexibility, your confidence <laughs> uh, to, to not um, – it, it's not the Donna Hay um, oh, four yeah, or five no. course thing. That It's fun but it's totally – brilliant for bringing people together yeah friendship yeah. fellowship encouragements um and yeah uh, i was yeah. yeah it was so great and i was talking to someone afterwards who also hosted a meal and we both agreed that we get very nervous beforehand and it takes up a bit of energy on the days beforehand hmm. but then afterwards we're always thankful and that was worth it and so yeah i think probably i try to keep a very low bar for food because i get stressed by food yeah. but if i really liked cooking i'd, I'd you know stretch my wings and try different recipes but I, I i go with the old faithful or barbecue but what yeah, do you cook yeah. when you have people over you you change it up quite a bit don't you oh do we've got a handful of things yeah yeah, yeah i've got a um a pasta with uh, smoked trout that uh, can be Ooh. prepared and comes together very quickly yeah um after uh, people come home from church but yeah. uh nice yeah um very more than happy to go barbecue or whatever as well yeah yeah, yeah. oh that sounds good and uh, what have you been reading the bible mate uh, well, I've been turned to Proverbs again. I feel like I'm often sharing Ooh. about Proverbs uh, on so this podcast, um, looking for some wisdom. So, um, yeah, uh, I've come to Proverbs 11, and it's one of those Proverbs where you come across three Proverbs that are about a similar thing in the mm-hmm. in the chapter, and it just caught my attention this time. So I'll read out the three Proverbs, see if you can spot the common theme here, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. 11 verse 4, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Verse 24, 
One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds, withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. And verse 28, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Mm. So, um, yes, obviously, um, wealth, um, money, that's a theme there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love just the big, uh, like, uh, eternal perspective there, that um, mm. the day of wrath and, and just, you know, you can't trust in your riches, your wealth won't save you. It's it's uh, not worth hanging on to, accumulating. Um, mm. Yeah, as verse 24 says, much better to be uh, f- free and generous. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that was fitting with other stuff I was reading in the Bible at the same time. And so... Mm. I appreciated the one hearing the voice of God, you know, this, the unified message of the Bible come through on this theme. Mm. Uh, but just, yeah, typical Proverbs, um, clear, memorable, poetic, all that sort of thing. Mm. And it's such a stark warning as well as an encouragement, isn't it, that these Proverbs, like 24, um, the second part, another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Mm. That's, a, you know, that eternal poverty of God's judgment, facing God's judgment. Mm. Um, That's what I'm reading that as. Yeah, Um, or even in this world, you know, just because you're not generous, that's no guarantee that you'll... Oh, you're in this world as well. Yeah, no no guarantee you'll continue to be wealthy. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. But I just read that and I think, oh, that is a warning and um, I want to take heed of that and Mm. and not think that um, withholding generosity is going to, like, holding, storing up for me is actually going to be good for me. God's design that's good for me is generosity. And so, yeah. Yeah. So um, Proverbs, as always, worth a read. It's one of the, I think I've said this before, it's one of the books I make sure I read every year (laughs) without fail. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. uh, Joe, yeah, what have you been reading? (laughs) Well, the time has come, mate. We're going to read one of your books. We're going to talk about one of your books. <laughs> oh, the time has come, finally. <laughs> Unmissable Church is mm-hmm. your book that you published. What, end of last year? Did it come out? Yes. So the little... Um, oh, no, started started this year. Started, started this year. Okay. So Unmissable Church, Why You Need Church and Church Needs You. It's written by you and another and a friend, Anthony Barraclough, a yes. minister in Sydney. Um, so before I tell you and everyone else what I got from the book, Why'd you write it? Or what, like, what what are you excited about with this book? Like, those are two different questions. But anyway, yeah. have a crack at answering. Uh, well, I think <laughs> me and along many others could see that people were finding it hard to get to church, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, were people away for sickness or travel. But there were other reasons that people were just um, not coming to church regularly or lacking mm-hmm. conviction. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to encourage people to get there feeling a bit of it myself, and thought, oh well, why don't I just write down why we should go to church? And um, mm. not just like, you know, here's the law, let me lay down the law, but actually persuade people. Mm. And as I got writing what was going to be something short, I, I realized this is actually quite tricky. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot to put in to, to actually persuade people. It's a lot to cover because yeah. you want to do theology, you want to do um, yeah, the horizontal perspective and um, yeah. you want to overcome, address objections. And so it kind of expanded from there uh, and our, the, the, uh, the editors at Matthias were happy to chat to me and they put me and Anthony in, in touch who was thinking about similar stuff and we were researching stuff and actually had mm. actual research. And so uh, we got together, worked out we could uh, probably come up with a better book if we worked together. And so, um, yep, just 
lots of hard work, lots of communication, great editing mm. and formatting and everything from the team at the, at the at Matthias. And that's how it came to be. Yeah. Well, um, I loved it, mate. It's a great book. Oh, thanks, and Yeah, I, I was really thankful for your hard work and, you know, I'd seen you um, prioritising some writing weeks, et cetera, over the years and, and working on it. Um, but there was one particular point that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So um, for anyone who hasn't read the book, grab your hand, put your hands on it. I'm not a great reader um, and I have found this a very digestible read, very engaging. It's got little summaries at the end of the chapter and reflection questions. And I generally resent reflection questions, but these mm. were short and good. So <laughs> happy, good yeah, yes. I recommend. Um, but there's this chapter about, which is titled, I don't deserve to be in church. So mm. I'm trying to address the idea of guilt and that being a blocker for why we would be missing church. And of course, the the, the, the argument is, let me bring you some biblical truth um, about grace and and then address some of your um, the challenges you're facing as you if you're wrestling with guilt, and so it starts with this amazing, as you would know, um, statement about grace, and I just I just loved it. There was one sentence here. I'll just read it. Um, uh, let me find it. The gospel message about Jesus' re- resurrection also gives us a dependable hope that one day we too will be raised, and then it goes on to quote Romans six. This resurrection is connected to us having received the Holy Spirit. Because the spirit of Jesus dwells in us, the Father will give life to our mortal bodies. We have real hope because of the gospel. And it continues on. And mm. just reading that, I was like, yes, that's it. We never want to mm. not state those truths in the face of guilt. I need hope beyond what I've done and my sin. And so that was really great. But um, the thing that I really was so fascinated by, I just wanted to talk to you more about as the author. So um, you encourage people who are wrestling with guilt to, to come to church and to remember two things. One is humility, but the second is patience. And this is what you've written. Um, come with patience. We need to be patient with our church family. If there's a particular sin that people know about or if you haven't been to church for a while, people at church might be awkward in their interactions with you. They might be silent when you want, to, want them to raise the issue or they might bring it up when you want them to ignore it. They might say words that, that come across as insensitive or judgmental. It could be hard, especially at first. Be patient. People at church might be doing their best while lacking in wisdom. They might lack compassion because they haven't been through what you've been through. They might have their own painful backstory that's influencing how they respond to you. We also remember that need to remember that God has been very patient with us. I literally put the book down and had a think <laughs> about what you'd written there. Um, what are you thinking as I read that paragraph to you? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I mean, I, I think I agree with what I wrote back then still. <laughs> Um, haven't changed my opinion. I, <laughs> if anything, I'm even more aware of uh, people's inadequacies or their backstories yeah. that goes into every church interaction. Yeah. Um, and um, I just, yes, yeah, more I aware thought of it was such grace. a, a – yeah, sorry I interrupted you at the end there. Um, I, I, I just felt that that um, – what that did in putting that in the book made me think, how do I go to church not expecting – a perfect interaction with people every time if I'm feeling sensitive about a weakness or a struggle I'm facing. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be guilt. It could be anything. But I'm going to church and I want people to interact with me well. And that's not unreasonable. I want I would like want people to interact with me in a loving way, in a kind way. Ideally they'd be well spoken as as they address an issue that might be something that they can see or that comes up. But actually patience is the better heart to have than the expectation of being really being really well treated like I just I just was really 
rebuked by that and loved it, Richard. So yeah. I was thankful oh, for it. And I hope that our church would be like that, that we would think, oh, as I go to church, God has been so patient with me. And so I'm going to be patient with the people who I meet and talk to. And um, yeah. yeah, like I, I, I'm, it might not be a perfect interaction about the post-sermon chat or the, the morning tea or the welcoming the new person. And that's okay. And I'm mm. going to be patient. And so, yeah. yeah, thank you. That was good. Well, I'm so pleased. I uh, <laughs> hope it's uh, yeah encourages you to get to church yourself, Joe, and uh, yeah. that it's uh, you, you might have someone you can share the book with when and that yeah. sort of thing. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't help but talk about it in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that anyway, mate. about brings us to the end today. It's been great chatting about um, uh, meals for eight, your yes. Joe's hospitality strategies, grand final, <laughs> Proverbs eleven. And the uh, book, Unmissable Church, um, yeah. what uh, message would you like to leave with our Ooh. listeners well, today? Well, on our theme, I was thinking, um, wouldn't it be great if we, we don't miss church this weekend? Uh, mm. So if you're listening to the podcast, whenever you're listening to it, doesn't matter if it's you know a year later or the week we publish, why not <laughs> go to ch- make sure you get to church this weekend. Um, it's such a great gift to meet with your brothers and sisters in Christ. So I was encouraged by the book and I want to encourage you. And that's all for today. Fantastic. <laughs> well, have a great week, Joe. Look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon. Sounds good. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.